Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So yesterday we discussed um, about the tefillin, according to Chassam Sofer, that's a chosam shalava, that it's a insignia, it's, a, it's an emblem, it's a sign of the love that exists between Kodesh Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael, and we should wear it with pride, and it reminds us about learning the Torah. Mantia Taras Hashem Beficha. And today we're just going to do a couple more uh, topics about tefillin, just to uh, discuss the Kedusha of the tefillin, um, how it relates to other Tashmishe uh, Kedusha, other um, mitzvot objects that are also of Kedusha. Before we actually get into the sugya of tefillin entering into a bathroom uh, with tefillin. So just to get a little bit more of the Kedusha status of tefillin, and that will be our segue into the uh, Gemara and Chav Gimel Lord Aleph discussing the Kedusha and the laws of uh, relieving oneself while wearing tefillin or bringing the tefillin into the, uh, into the uh, bathroom. So, question, on the hierarchy of Kedusha, you have a Sefer Torah, right, Stam, you have Gemara Menachos discusses Sefer Stam, you have Sefer Torah, you have tefillin, and you have Mezuzah. What is the hierarchy as far as the Kedusha level? Kohen. Well, we're not doing Cohen Levi Israel, but uh, okay, Cohen. Uh, one vote for Cohen. Okay, now, so the Gemara Menachos Taflamid Bay says as follows: Sefer Torah Shebala. If you have a worn out Sefer Torah, Utfilin, and worn out Tfilin Shebalu, Ein Osin Mehen Mezuzah. If you have a worn out parchment cloth of Tfilin, if you have worn out cloth of the Sefer Torah, you cannot go ahead and condense it, cut out the remaining parts, and just keep the parshas of Kriyashma, the first two parshas, and make, make mezuzah out of it. Make mezuzah out of it. The fisha ain morid in mekedusha chamur lekedusha kala. Because you cannot lower, you cannot decrease the sanctity of a dovish of mekedusha. So, if you have a worn out Sefer Torah, and the parts that are not worn out, you have in Veschan, and you have Shema, and you have Vahayim Shemo and Parshas Ekev, and you just want to cut out that and make it, theoretically, you want to make it into, uh, into uh, a mezuzah. Similar if you have tefillin, you want to make a mezuzah, you can't do that, because you can't be morid b'kedusha. Is, is this possible or worn out? I mean, it says worn out. It says, it says balu. Right, so if, it, if it's, if it's puzzle and those partials are puzzle, then it'd be puzzle for mezuzah also. No, those oh, so those partials are good, correct. Those partials are still good. The Torah in general is worn out. But it, <coughs> of course, if it's, if it's puzzle, then you can't, you, you can't use it anyway. No, but then can you cut out the parts that are good to make a mezuzah? Well, that's, no, that's so what, that, that's, that's what it's <coughs> that, They say no, it, it, it doesn't really matter. In other words, if it's puzzle, you, you should fix it. But you can't take the Kedusha status of something that was of, of Torah. No, sometimes, no. sometimes if Torah is supposed to have a point, but you can't fix it. Correct. Okay. So well, the Gemara just seems to say that this, this again, the, the halacha... doesn't seem to work. Yeah, so basically it's the concept involved. Now, we see from here a hierarchy. Now, Rashi says why. Rashi over there, Menachos, seems to say that it's based on quantity. Quantity will define the hierarchy of Kedusha. Since Tefillin has four partios. Mezuzah only has two partios, and the Sefer Torah has a lot of partios, okay? So therefore, it's defined by the quantity. And therefore, that, that is going to establish the hierarchy. Now, a biological extension, then Sefer Torah would be higher than Tefillin, right? Tefillin, sorry, Sefer Torah, Tefillin, Mezuzah. So there's another Rishon, Ben Rishai of Tron, he was, in his, in his Piske Rid, ha, takes issue with Rashi. He says, according to Rashi, if quantity is really the defining factor... The Gemara should have said, but left inconspicuously was absent, was that if a Torah is worn out, the Torah itself should not be made into a 
tefillin or mezuzah. It doesn't say that. All the Gemara says that if you have a Sefer Torah or a tefillin, don't make it into a mezuzah. But according to Rashi's understanding, says the Rid, if really the hierarchy is established by based on the number of parshios you have there, then the, Torah, then the Gemara Menachos Laman Beis also should have said, what should have said also? You can't use a Torah for tefillin, and you can't use either one for mezuzah. But the, Torah didn't, the Gemara didn't say that. All it says is Torah and tefillin, now into mezuzah. So he defines the hierarchy status, <coughs> he defines the level of Kedusha totally different. And how he defines it is the proximity to the person. Since tefillin is on the person, and the mezuzah is on a doorway, which could be very far from you, depending on where you are at the moment. The proximity to the person, because it's on the goof, the tefillin, tefillin is much higher than mezuzah. mezuzah. He actually goes, takes the extreme position. That, and, and he says, by the way, the reason why you cannot make a Sefer Torah into a mezuzah is because you're taking from the Aron Kodesh, which is a Makom Kedusha, and you're putting it on the mashkof, on the doorway of a house, the entrance way of a house, that's Morad Bekdusha. You're, mm. you're taking it away and you're decreasing the, the Kedusha level. He takes the extreme position, though, that a tefillin is actually more Kadosh, has more sanctity inherently than a Sefer Torah because it's on, it's on you as opposed to, as opposed to the Aron. Does he say that we can make you oh, Torah and make okay, so he would, he doesn't actually say that, but by extension, he would, he would say that. The Nodi Behuda does not take that extreme position. He actually says, another Yehuda says that based on the Gemara, if the Gemara wanted to say what you're saying, it would have said what you're saying. It doesn't act, the, the pshat is, he seems to say, that they're on the same level. That's all the Nodi Yehuda Paskins. The Gemara seems to accord the same significance. It groups a Sefer Torah and a Tefillin together, and that you, if they're worn out, don't cut them out to make them smaller into a mezuzah. Correct. No question. No question. The qu- but the question is not: Can you take that cloth that has kedusha because you made it into a sefer Torah, and now you're going to take? So let's say you're fixing it now. So let's say you're fixing a letter. So when you fix the letter, you say shame. What just we do the tefillin? But if something's worn out, it's not possible. You just have to say when you put the black ink on, you have to say shame. Hineni muchan, right to fulfill the mitzvah of of tefillin l'shma. Now, what about so that's. What about within the hierarchy of Tefillin Shal Yad and Shal Rosh? Is there an inherent <coughs> Kedusha level of Rosh? Who, all those who say the Rosh is more Kadosh? Hands? All who say the Yad? Okay, so now, most people don't say anything. Most people say nothing's holy I can't, in this room. Okay. Okay, that's the safest. Okay, not necessarily the best. Forgive them. Okay, so now... Except the Kohen, of course. So the Menachos and Daf Lamedal, two Daf later, says as follows. Tefillah shel Yad, Osin shel Rosh. If you have a Tefillah shel Yad, don't forget, they have the same partials, just one's in one bias, and their Yad is in four bias, but they're all the same partials. We have four partials in, in each Tefillah. So Tefillah shel Yad, you can make the Tefillah shel Yad into the Tefillah shel Rosh. V'shel Rosh ain't Osin Osel shel Yad, but Tefillah shel Rosh, you can never denigrate, I guess, to, or never decrease the Kedusha level, making it into a Tefillin Shalyad. So, ostensibly from the Gemara, we see that the Shal Rosh, those three people who raise their hands can take a bow. So the Tefillin Shal Rosh seems to be more Kadosh. And the Gemara says the same Lashon. Why? Why can you not make a Shal Rosh into a Shalyad? It's not that it's not holy, but you have a Kedusha Chamur, you have a much more uh, a higher level, it's infused into the Shel, Shel Rosh. Now, why? So Rashi and the Rid give the similar reasons, it's, it's fascinating. 
Rashi also says quantity. What's the quantity of the same four parshios? Right? Rashi said that a Sefer Torah and a Mezuzah have more inherent Kedusha than, than a Mezuzah. Right? Sefer Torah and Tefillin, sorry. More than Mezuzah because one has many parshios, one has four parshios. And the Mezuzah is uh, at the bottom with two parshios. So, but they both have four parshios here. So Rashi says, Anakamar, because the Shal Rosh has two of the letters of Shakai, right? It has the Shin on here and the Dalit in the back we make or not. So since it comprises two of the three letters, it inherently has more Kedusha than the Shalyad, which just has the Yud. Right? When we tie it, it just has the Yud. As they state Rashi, the Rid says the same thing, the proximity. What is considered, so one is next uh, on your hand, one is actually on your head. The base of intellect that Ava stems from, Ava Sashem, we just said that the whole thing is about representing Ava, right? We saw the Chassam Sofia yesterday, it's a Chosom Shalava. Tefillin is not because of Zechelet Yes Mitzrayim per se, it's really to show our love, and our love emanates from our brain, our, that's our, that's our uh, obviously the, the source of our intellect, and therefore it has a higher Kedusha. Did you want to say yeah. something? So the one on our arm is there because it's closest to our heart. Correct, correct, correct. Don't ask questions. No, you're right, you're right. You're, no, you're 100% right. That's why they say, Alevavecha, you're right. So it's supposed to be, um, here the, the, the physician is pointing to his, to his, to his right arm. Yeah, anyway, the heart. after I raised my hand. No, but, but you're right. I was going to say, why does the Shel Rosh have one and the Yad? We'll, we'll get to Tefillin later on. One by, it's first four him. We'll get to that. Okay, so now. One other interesting Gemara, and then we'll do one more piece and we'll start the Gemara. So it's a fascinating Gemara, and anyone, Alan's not here. No one here is Chabad. Okay, so it's very interesting, though. We have a great uh, source for, the, for their Minog. So the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daf, um, Yud Zayin Amun Aleph, says as follows. It talks about Tshuva, and it talks about those people who are considered sinners. Posh Yisrael. Those, and it says, the Gemara says as follows. Posh Yisrael Begufad. Who are those uh, members of B'nai Yisrael who sin with their body? The Gemara says, "My new, who are they?" Amarav karkafta de lomanach tefillin, a karkafta which did not put on tefillin. A karkafta is loosely translated as a skull, a head. And you would think to say that a karkafta de lomanach tefillin, someone who has not put on tefillin, means intermittently gets up late one day. He doesn't always put on tefillin. It's not that he's neglectful all the time. From time to time, we have the chiyuv every day, once a day at least, to put on tefillin. So a karkafta, the lomanach tefillin, someone who did not put on tefillin, is considered those who are posha Yisrael, who are considered sinners, and they have to do tshuva. Rabbeinu Hananel, right there on the daf, right there on the side, says as follows. Karkafta, it says, karkafta, lomanach tefillin, me olam, vafil pamachas. It's talking about where you didn't even put on tefillin once in your life. That's what's considered a posha Yisrael. If you're a sinner, you didn't put it on even once. Now again, we would have thought, it would have meant just inter- intermittently. Once a week, Sundays is your lazy day. You get up, you go straight to the gym, you barbecue, you forget to put on your tefillin. But Monday through Friday, you're a good Jew. So that's not what Ben Hanal says. And in fact, the Rambam in Hilk. Yes, that's what one says. Who's considered a poshaya uh, uh, within, within uh, Am Yisrael? Because then they say later about Umasa Olam. They sin with their bodies, the Arayas, the illicit relations. But. And the Rambam also says this. The Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva, listen to what he says. In Paragimah Allah he says, Habeinonim, those that are teetering, right? We, have, we, we all remember from early childhood, you have the scale. Those are the tzaddikim, the, the mitzvahs outweigh the averos, right? The, the rishayim, the opposite. Then Beinonim, it's literally 5,363 to 5,363. It's teetering. And one averos, one mitzvah can bring you to the salvation or chas to punishment. So, 
the Rambam says, So if you were in that category, that you were a Benoni, and we don't know which side Hashem is going to be noted to, what's included in your Averos? You never put Tefillin on, ever, not even one time. So we see that there's only by this mitzvah, there's such a concept to do it at least once in your life. Which is why maybe the, the Chabad, who goes around and putting on tefillin once, there's some mila to it. It's not just that, oh, what's the purpose of putting on tefillin? They're not going to do it again, right? You see these people who are unaffiliated, and you, you're, sometimes we mock them, but there is such a concept of karkafti lomanach tefillin. If never die with the head, never donning tefillin even once. That's the holiness of this, of this mitzvah. We don't say it by other mitzvahs. Obviously, bris you can only do once. But, but in most other mitzvahs, you don't say, at least you wear tzitzit once in your life. Tefillin, there is a concept that you have to at least wear tefillin once in your life. So there is possibly a source for what Chabad does uh, all over the world. Okay. The Rambam Hukas Shuva Perakimah Lachahe. Right, based on the Ben Hananel and the Gemara Shashan Dafi Zain. One last piece, and just before we go on, and this is what a takeoff of what we did yesterday. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Vilna Gon. Now we're going to explain a few words in the uh, in the Shemon Esrei that we say every day when we gloss over. We'll have a little bit more of understanding right now. We sent back in Brachos Daf Yud Aleph. We discussed about Peercha Chavush Alecha. That Tefillin is something that's glorified. It's pe'er. It's something that's a beautiful piece. It's a signal of royalty. So much so that an onain, someone, Rahman Aslan, who just lost a relative before the burial, they're called an onain, they're pater mitzvahs, and they don't, and they don't wear tefillin, because pe'er chavush alecha. It's not a sign of glory, of royalty, when you're mourning and sitting in the ashes. Okay? <clears throat> now, we saw that yesterday, similar that uh, the the chasam um, sofer calls it a chosam shalava. We said it's like a diamond ring, right? When a woman gets married, she's going to show off her. She's going to flaunt her ring. So we flaunt our our symbol of love, lekarsh We said that the purpose of tzitzis. By the way, we know this. What's the purpase of tzitzis? Leman tizkaru was chartem is called mitzvah Hashem. You remind, remember all the mitzvahs of Hashem. Tefillin reminds us of which mitzvah? Leman tia Torah Hashem beficha to teach Torah, whereas. Tzitzis reminds us of all the other mitzvahs, 612 mitzvahs. Now, what we just said that tefillin represents glory, pe'er, that's the Pasuk, Navi, pe'er, chavashalecha, you should have glory. What is, we discussed this in the past, if anyone remembers, if you're impressed, what does Tosfos call, Menachos Daf Mem Gimel, he calls um, a beged of, Tzitzis represents a beged of, avdus, slavery, excellent, excellent, very good. You heard it quicker than everyone else because you're sitting next to me. <laughs> it takes time for it to reach them, but you got, you, you nailed just it. just said the clothes. Nailed, 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 nailed it, nailed it. The goes by the clothes. Nailed it, nailed it. So, the closer a baggage, you are, a baggage the of this. You heard it before Moshe heard it. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> only speed of sound. Only speed of sound, yes. <laughs> Very good. It just, <laughs> reached, it just reached depth. <laughs> Delay. <laughs> Something with the, ac- brain the, uh, the acoustics in the shul. Anyway, so... It represents slavery, that we are slaves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, in fact, the uh, Rashi there in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah uh, discusses, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah has a very, very well-known, Tavchav Chesem Aleph has a very, very well-known concept, mitzvos lav lehanos netnu. Mitzvos were not given for us to derive benefit. We're not supposed to get benefit from mitzvos. We should not view mitzvos that we are actually there to derive benefit. So much so this impacts halacha. For example, if I make a nether not to get hanaf from my friend Brian at all, and Brian, I come in on Rosh Hashanah, and Brian is blowing, raise your hand, Brian. 
and Brian is blowing the shofar. Am I allowed to hear the tekios? I was no, I made a shvuah that I'm not going to get any hanar from my friend Brian. And I walk into shul and Brian's blowing the shofar. Can I hear uh, the shofar from Brian or do I have to walk to BJC or other shuls? I won't say in the community. I know, okay. But what's the answer? Can I listen to him? And the answer is yes. yes. Because the mitzvah's love, I swore that I'm not going to get hanar from him. And I'm listening to his shofar. So you can go ahead and get, that's not considered. There is one mitzvah. And by the way, if you look at Rashi there, Rashi says, Mitzvahs were given as an ol, as a yoke around our necks. So we are avadim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was given as an ol. A ol is a, is a yoke. The ol parnasa, right? It's, it's hard. Mitzvahs were not given for us to be happy about. We are happy because we're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But it's given as like, you know, like the, uh, the, the chain and ball, so to speak. Except one mitzvah. There's one mitzvah that you can get hanah from, so, which is learning Torah. Learning Torah. The Avnei Nezah, the Avram Bornstein, the Sachach of Rebbe, he wrote the famous work on, uh, on the 39 Malachos, the Egle Tal, also wrote a responsa called the Avnei Nezer. His Hakdama is legendary. The introduction is legendary to the Egle Tal. He says in it <clears throat> that he heard people say that if those who get hanah, enjoyment from learning, it's learning Shiloh Lashma. He said, he hears people talking in the street that if you learn Torah, it was the first Sachat Shavarevi, he says that if I, people say, if you learn Torah and you get Hanah, it's not Lashma. He says, Chas Shalom. He says, that's re- utterly ridiculous. When it comes to learning, you can get Hanah. So let's just piece this together for a second. By Tzitzis, Tzitzis reminds us, Chartan's Kolam Mitzvot reminds you of the 612 Mitzvot. That's not necessarily for, for, uh, for Hanah. We're not supposed to get Hanah for Mitzvot. But Philton reminds us, and makes sense, by the way, now that, that you understand that Sitzis is a Begish Avdus, because we're not getting enjoyment out of it. We're worshiping HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is where the, 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 the Vilna Gon comes in. The Vilna Gon says, Hashivenu avinu vikarvenu malkeinu When we are learning, <coughs> represented by the Tefillin, it's Ava, it's a son, we're royalty. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is opening up his best treasure and sharing it with us. So that's Hashivenu Avinu L'sarasach, we're saying When it comes to your Torah, we're a father and a son. A father does not withhold anything from a son. He gives him the best that he has to offer. Bikarvenu Malkeinu L'avodasecha. When it comes to doing your Avoda, we're a Melech, you're a Melech, and we're your loyal subjects. That's referring to the other 612 mitzvahs, says the Vilna Gon. Unbelievable. And we say Shimon Esther every day. You're smiling. It's unbelievable. We just gloss through it. But the, we're Avinu El Malkeinu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our father and, and our Melech. When it comes to learning Torah, he's opening his greatest treasure to us. We're an Av and a Ben. Hashivenu Avinu. Return us, our father, to your Torah. But when it comes to Malkeinu La'avodasecha, to do your mitzvos, which lav lehenos netinu, it's begat shel avdus, says Tosvos. Now everything's coming full circle. When we come to do... You're masking. You like it. I see the, the upside down grin. Okay. So when it comes to doing the avoda, the 612 mitzvahs represented by Uzchartim's called mitzvahs Hashem, represented by the tzitzis, which is a begat shel avdus, says Tosos Menachos, then Malkeinu la'avoda secha. Return us to Malkeinu, where your loyal subjects doing your, your avoda. And now we understand why, just one, one last point, they really come full circle. We said yesterday that the Bersamim Rosh said that you don't learn... <coughs> that the only ones who are potter from um, wearing tefillin when you're learning is when you're teaching others. We said this yesterday. 
So it's all part of the same concept, because when it comes to Avas Hashem, learning His Torah, we want to spread it everywhere. And that's why it says, Chesed Shel Torah, we said, V'toras Chesed Alashona in Eishas Chayel, right? V'toras Chesed Alashona, when, when we give over Torah, is there a certain Torah that's not Shel Chesed? So when we're Malamid L'Acherim, when we teach others, that's why it's a Chesed Alashona, Torah's Chesed. It's not just regular Torah, it's a Torah of generosity, sharing with others. Right, we only learn the Gemara Zikin, Gemara Git, Daphna Zion, Kamsa Bar Kamsa. Until afterwards, correct, correct, correct. Rugged Shavu learned that Tishbov, correct, he's correct. That should be his biggest, that should be his biggest, correct. Okay, finally, let's get to the Gemara now about Shilin, with that, with that background. Okay, so we are smack in the middle of Chaf Gimel Amud Aleph. Yeah, you'll see where are we? Tona Rabbanon. Okay, the last word on the line. We're probably about 15 lines down in the middle, uh, in the, uh, in the in middle section, about 20 lines in total. Okay, Tona Rabbanon. Have it? Tona, the last word here. Tona. Okay, so Gemara discusses now. We're going to talk about wearing tefillin when going to the bathroom. Now, one, one point, of, uh, one mention of, uh, for background. There, in the olden times, there was no underground plumbing. So uh, what we have today, as those, I keep referring to that, but something I can think of, these doggy parks, that was their bathroom. They would actually relieve themselves outdoors and then walk away. So there were certain places designated for, designated for tsoa, for number two, for excrement. And again, it, it would stay above ground. It was very rare to have, you know, necessarily like a hole in the ground. They would do their thing and they, they would leave. So that's called a... That's, um, that's called the base kise kavua. That's where an established place where you go to relieve yourself. A, a base kise arai means it was never actually made into a bathroom yet. You're going to be the first one to indoctrinate it. I mean, they're, they're bigger uh, 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 accomplishes, accomplishments in life. But if you want to designate, it's like putting a flag and you cl- cl- climb a mountain. So if you want to designate a certain place as a base kise, you would do your thing and leave. And it will change the status from a base kisei arai to a base kisei kavua, an established base kisei bathroom. Okay, with that background, someone who's going to the bathroom while wearing your tefillin. You have to go to the bathroom to relieve yourself. So one should go ahead and undress, meaning take off his tefillin at least four amos before going into a bathroom. Now again, it's not talking about the bathrooms here today, where we have in BRS, thank God we have un- underground plumbing, and most of the time it's working, so that's not what's referring to. It's not, no, I mean in general, I don't mean not in BRS. Now, Viniknas, and he, he, then he can go in. When he leaves, when he does his thing, he leaves the bathroom, again, talking about in the olden times, then you should distance yourself at least four hours again before putting them back on. So, Amar of Achabar, or of Huna, Amar of Sheshes, Loshanu, this halacha, that you have to remove your tefillin at least four amos before entering a bathroom, only ela beis akise kavua, only a place that's established that already has excrement, that has tsoa standing there and, and visible. It's an established beis akise. Aval beis akise arai, but when it comes to a temporary one, meaning right now it's not a beis kise, I'm going to make it into a beis kise kavua, meaning after I do my thing, it's going to change the status from a temporary one to an established place. He said, because I'm going to head, I, I have to make a number two. Now, 
cholates, uh, then you actually take off your tefillin, and it doesn't say you have to remove them four amos away. You can actually hold them in your hand. We're going to see this in the Gemara. Because right now, it's still, until you do your thing, it's a regular ground. It's a regular soda. It's a regular field. So you don't actually have to take them off four amos away. Again, the, the distinguishing factor is whether it is in a base kisei arai or a base kisei kavua, whether it's an established one. If it's a place that already has soa excrement there, you have to take it off four amos before you go there. If it's not, and you're going to do your thing there, you should take it off, but you could take it off right there and then. Vinifnila out there. And you can go ahead and do your thing right away. And, and meaning, as soon as you take off your tefillin, you can, you can do what you need to do. You can relieve yourself. Now, we're going to see in a second what to do with the tefillin. You're holding it, you're putting it on the ground, you're hanging it on the hanger. If there's a hanger in the middle of the field, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is. Ukshu marchik arba now, even though you are able to take it off right there and then and relieve yourself right there and then, once it's now, you did your thing, it, it's now base kisei kavua, you have to move four amos before you put them back on, just like you did originally. In other words, if you were going to original base kisei, establish a, a, a dog park, then you take it off four amos before you go there, do your thing, walk four amos and put it back on. If it's a new place that you're going to indoctrinate as a base kisei, you can take your thing off right there and then. We'll see in a second. Presumably, you hold the tefillin in your hand, which we'll have to see how that works. Right? We'll see an opinion. Base Hillel says the ultimate kedusha of tefillin is really when it's on you, when it's being worn. When it's just in a bag or in your hand, it obviously has kedusha, but not to the same level. Not everyone agrees with that, but that's Base Hillel's ashita. Uh, um, now. But what about the hefsek that you. you uh so you, when you put the tefillin back on, you mean? Yeah. Oh, good, we can get to that Mishnah Burra. Excellent, good question. So now, you're basically asking, do you make another bracha again? I'll just finish the question, no, no, but that's no, what you're asking, you, 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 no? And, and no, no, I'm to, serious. That, that not what you're asking? Yes, and then that's, also yeah. if you have to... Um, that's definitely what I'm asking. Good, okay. <laughs> but in addition to that, you have to go back... What do you mean, go back? Let's say if in Shmonai, so. Oh, so that's what we did yesterday, yeah. So depending where you are. But we're, we're not even talking about that right now, because that we discussed yesterday. But when you put it back, you have to put the, the bracha on it. Yes, then we'll get to in a second. So uh, we'll get to the Shulchan Aruch. So now, Ibar Lehu. Now, by the way, I just want to say, what is this whole problem about going to the bathroom with Philin? And, and is it only bathroom or not? Is it even other things? So there's a very, 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 very famous Gemara in Shabbos Daf Mem Tess. I'm just going to read it very quickly. Amar of Yanai, Tefillin Tzrichim Gufnaki. A Tefillin, when we wear Tefillin, requires a clean guf. What does a clean guf mean? This is the Gemara in Shabbos Mem Tess. You'll probably know the, the end of the Gemara in a line from now. So we need it. Tzrichim Gufnaki Ke'elisha Bal Knafayim. We need to have a Gufnaki just like Elisha Bal Knafayim. Elisha, who was the, the owner of Wings. What does that mean, owner of wings? So, Mahi, what is this, a gufnaki? That you can't pass wind, you can't pass gas while wearing tefillin. So, this is the Gemara Shabbos Mem Tess. If you can't pass gas while wearing tefillin, you certainly can't fully relieve yourself. Okay, and now for all those, and, and then Ravis says, You can't fall asleep in them, because if you fall asleep in them, you're certainly not going to be aware of any bodily functions that occur while you're asleep. You have no control of your bodily functions, so then you can't go ahead and sleep. So, either gufnaki means you can't sleep, lest you go ahead and relieve yourself, or even pass wind. And, and Nabai says you, that you can't pass wind. That's what a gufnaki means. And if you can't pass wind, certainly you can't relieve yourself fully. Just for those who are wondering about my Karli Balkanafaim, why is he called Elisha Balkanafaim? Very famous story. Shapam Achas, Gazra Malchus Rome, Harisha, Gizera, Isoshogomenich, Tfilin, Yinakos Mocho. Once upon a time, the evil Roman Empire decreed that anyone who's seen wearing Tfilin, they'll blow out their brains. They literally will, will stab them in, in the head. 
And Elisha will go out and wear them. Elisha was going to defy the, uh, the Gezerah. He went out in the Shuk and he went ahead and wore them. So this, uh, this uh, bore of, a, uh, of, a, of, a, of an authority from, uh, from the Roman Legion saw him wearing tefillin. So Elisha saw him and like any good Jew does, he runs. And what happens? This guy runs after him. And meanwhile, the Kevin Shigi Esla Nothlam Rosha, before he turned the corner, and before the Roman Emperor uh, authority turned the corner, he took him off and put him in his hand. So the, uh, the guy was being a wise guy. So what's in your hand, Elisha? What, what do you have there? He says, I have the wings of a dove. And Gosh Baruch made a nace, Pasha this Yado, Vinimsu Kanfayona, the Fichach Karnos Elisha So it turns out, he opened his hands, and sure enough, he had wings of a dove, and that's why it's called Elisha uh, Bakhtafayim. But the bottom line is, So you're not allowed to go ahead and break wind. So now we can understand, we'll get to your question, Mishnah Baruch, in a second. So now we can understand a little bit. So the Gemara continues. So the Gemara says, So that was all about Gedolim. That was, if you make number two, and really what defines a base kise kavua, or base kise arai, a temporary bathroom, or a, or a full latrine, would be number two. What happens if you're wearing tefillin and you have to relieve yourself by urinating? So what do you do? What, let's see. So what Mar says, Can you enter an established latrine? Again, everything was above ground in those days. So can you enter a doggy park today, let's just say, while wearing a while wearing tefillin if your intent is just to, urinate. number one, just to urinate? So the Gemara says, is that allowed or not? So Ravina Shari so Ravina says, yeah, go ahead and do it. And, and uh, you can enter into the park and relieve yourself, number one. He says you're not, it's Aser. And the Gemara question is why? Why? It's, by the way, in general, we consider Gedolim, just as the name, if you think about it, Gedolim is much more homer, obviously a much bigger relief of extra. Even we saw yesterday, if someone is davening and they feel urine going down their legs, what do they do? They stop just for the time that they're actually urinating. And assuming that the clothes absorb the urine so much so that if you rub something against it, it will not become saturated, you continue to daven. It's not the same, though, with, with excrement. If you have excrement on you, you don't do that. So we see that much more, they were much more makil and lenient when it comes to number one than number two. So, Amar Asr Shailua, the Rava. So these Talmudim came to ask Rava, if someone wants to just urinate, they're not going to defecate, they're just going to urinate, can they go into this latrine wearing the tefillin? So Amar Lu Asr, he says, you can't do that. Why? We're afraid that you're going to actually, sometimes, if you lose control of your bowels when you're doing number one, you may accidentally do number two, and therefore you're wearing tefillin, that's our concern. Okay? Therefore you can't. And some say because you all pass wind. Now we understand why, Gemara Shabbos, we just saw, that Abai says, one who says that tefillin tzrich and gufnaki, you need a gufnaki, it includes not just full, full relief, but even passing wind. So this is the concern. Sometimes if you were to go ahead and urinate, you would lose control of your back orifice, and then obviously it would be a problem. Okay, so now, so Tonya Idach. So let's just go on a little bit further. Tonya Idach. So someone goes into an established latrine, obviously again, where it was already made into a... So you have to go ahead and remove your tefillin at a distance of at least... What about Oh, 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 oh. So, very interesting. So, Zmachlok is Rambam and Tosfos in general. First of all, are you allowed, before we even get to that, are you allowed to urinate while wearing tefillin? Again, just put in perspective, this is very different back then and today, right? 
No one would say that today you should go into the BRS bathroom while wearing tefillin. Times were different then. It was an outdoor area. They didn't always have a place. We're going to discuss now where to put your tefillin. They wore tefillin more often. They wore more tefillin, by the way. That, that's one point, more, more often. Number two, we have a story, if we'll get to it today, where someone, it led to someone's suicide because they put tefillin and it was taken by a zona and she claimed that this was his payment. He, she went to the base medrash and she announced, look what uh, this Talmud gave me as, as, as a payment for my one night stand with him, which obviously was false. But there were so many factors where, where, what to do, put fill on. There were rodents there. Again, this was in the open field. You, you leave it for almost, you go do your thing, t- come back 20 minutes later, you may have a, a reptile that's eating your tefillin. Yeah, there's so many different things that we don't have to worry about today. So it's really not so much halacha lemaisa. What is halacha lemaisa is, by the way, Ayal's question, which I just want to get to. But the Mishnah Brewer absolutely says, by the way, if you take off your tefillin to, go to, to do what you have to do in the bathroom, you do make a bracha again. It's not because it's necessarily hesachadaz. It's because you weren't able to wear tefillin at that time. So the Mishnah Brewer actually says, and I'll just read it very quickly because we're going to get to a story in a second. As they state in the Shulchan Aruch Simon Mem Gimel, the Mechaber says, it is usher to go into a base kisei kavua. Obviously, every bathroom we have today, it's called a bathroom. It's a base kisei kavua. So no one's indoctrinating anything in our days. Um, I guess unless you have walking into a house for the first time. But okay, assuming you're not. Okay, so... Or you're camping outside, okay. No, no right now in okay. Gaza, the soldiers are facing all these things. Right, okay, true, okay. I wasn't thinking about that, but good point. Well, you even have to Kavua and, and uh, the other thing. Uh, the reason why Kavua is usher is because there's a greater likelihood of there being excrement there, right? Correct. So if you're going in and you know that you have to do number two, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred percent that it's gonna happen. But not till after. So the only thing the Gemara says there is that when you put him back on, you have to leave now for him. So we're going to get to that. So that we're going to we'll probably get to that uh, next week. But holding in your hand, what do you do with the tefillin? So because we're not going to get to it now, it's a whole sugya. Do you hold it? Basil actually says you can hold it. Rabbi Kiva actually says you put it under your garments. Mar says under garments is going to fall. So he actually says like this: you actually hold it through your garment. You hold it with your hand under your garment so it doesn't fall. So the question was whether you're more concerned it's going to be eaten by rodents, it's going to be taken by a zona, it's going to fall on the ground. There are a lot of factors which we're not going to get to now because we spent a lot of time off the daf before we started the sugya today. But but I just want to answer Ayal's question. So it says, also the basic One cannot go ahead and enter a bathroom even to pee, even to urinate. Because we're afraid that you are going to have lose your bowels and you're going to wind up doing doing number two. If you hold them in your hand, then you are allowed. They're not on you. Remember, Basilal holds the ultimate kedusha tefillin is only manifested when it's on you. It's almost like the big dekuna to a certain extent. Only when it's on you. If you're holding them, obviously it's kadosh. You can't be derelict with them. You can't be frivolous with them, but it's not the same level of kadusha. You can urinate with them because he holds like the Rambam. The Rambam says you can actually, again, probably not so shayach today, but in the, old, the Rambam actually paskind against osos, right, that you can actually urinate with them. And just the halacha is, says the Shulchan Aruch, says the Mishnah Bura, sorry, in Simon Chafei, Today, someone has an urge to go to the bathroom in BRS. You take off your tefillin. I know I'm going to put it back. It's not like I'm going here to the bris, then I'm going to learn at the shear, and then go back an hour later and put my tefillin on. I'm going to put it on three minutes later. Even if that was your intention, you have to make a brach again. 
It's because at that time it's the ultimate hesachadas because you're not able to wear tefillin. If you have to run to your car, you forgot something and it's raining, you want to take off your tefillin, okay, maybe you can say then it's not a real hesachadas because I was able to wear tefillin and I had an umbrella. But here, when you go to the bathroom, you can't do your thing while you're wearing tefillin, so you should make a bracha, says the Mishnah Baruch, because of adam vu adin lafiach. Even if you have to break wind, you should take off your tefillin, and then says the Chai Adam, make a bracha again when you put it back on. So as they state, the Chai Adam, we will pick up next week. Have an amazing day.